You're listening to Comedy Central. So I am back out there again. Not that I fucking feel like it, but I am dating again. I'm an aggressive dater. I'm not fucking around no more. I want a husband and a baby. And if you don't want to give me that shit, stay the fuck out of my way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Every guy here is like, oh, I'm just looking for something casual. Yeah, I bet you are, you little bitch. (laughs) Well, I'm fucking not. I'm looking for something formal. I want someone to rent a tux and marry me. All right, that was Laura Bites from her set on Lights Out with David Spade. I am Tom Takar. What's up, haha mafia, Takargonauts, laughaholics, or whatever you'd like to be called, or maybe you don't want to be called anything at all, and that's fine too. You don't have to relate to any of the things I just said. Uh, but I am Tom Takar. This is Stand Up with Tom Takar, and uh, I'm joined as always by producer extraordinaire Coach T. How are you, Coach? I'm doing well, Tom. You know, we're out here, man. We are out here. I'm happy I got to play that Laura Bites uh, clip to start us off. Very inspirational to me. I, I like Laura a lot. She's uh, she. I met her in Chicago, and then she went to L.A. and just blew the hell up because she was performing at the Comedy Store, and who walks in but a one Joe Rogan and his, uh, his pals sees her killing it, he promotes her stuff, all of a sudden she's on TV, and she's killing it. So, you know, things go, uh, pick up, things can pick up quick if you're doing, if you're putting the work in, and, uh, and Laura's one of those people, and her voice is, uh, is really funny, uh, matched with the things she's saying. Uh, I, I, yeah, she's great. Um, we got a great show today, but uh, the world's wild, we're, we're out here, like Coach said. We still, 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 still no president, man. Yeah, I mean, I think we know what's happening. I uh, my goal for this episode is to be as uh, non-political as possible. Oh, yeah? But uh we are in a world that is wild right now. It was very funny. So we're recording this obviously uh you know, a week before you guys will hear it, but uh you know, according to some news sources there's no president, but I I don't know. I, they're going to do recounts. That's always been the case and uh we'll see what happens, but Hey, it seems like a lot of crazy stuff is happening. The funniest stuff that's happening, though, one is Saturday when they when it was called by all the news networks for Joe Biden. It was very funny to be in Brooklyn and just see people losing their minds celebrating. I don't, and then, I don't get I don't, I don't get that, Tom. Why is that? I, you're not supposed to celebrate no presidents. I don't understand that. <laughs> people were not celebrating. Here's what was funny about it is because I I got uh, pretty lit up myself, and I just thought it was funny. It was very. F- the thing is, it's it's not people celebrating Joe Biden. They're celebrating, uh, no, they're celebrating Trump losing. And well, wait, wait, people was- don't like Trump. <laughs> 
But it was just funny to be like, my girlfriend called me, and I, you know, I had had some drinks. I was just in the, I was just in the streets. So I was like, I'm out here representing in the streets for Joe Biden. <laughs> like nobody. It was just funny to yeah. act like we were hyped for Joe Biden. That's very interesting. That's very. Interesting. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun one. So we got some jokes real fast that people sent in. Uh, some people sent in make via the make Tom and Coach laugh form on uh, cc.com. They sent in some jokes. We got some cute ones. We got some. Uh, we got some fun ones. Uh, this one's from Evelyn Medcalf. Just a, this is just a this is just a cute joke. I think like it's it, this just feels like a, a joke that uh, your mom would have for sure. But it's right. it's a it's a good punchline though. It's a uh, my husband loves to frisk me. When we first met, it was for pleasure, but now he's just looking for my mute button. Oh, that is a mom. <laughs> That's just like a a very marriagey joke. I know. I, you know what? I appreciate it. I haven't heard it before, so there you go. I appreciate the joke, but it revealed something to me because I was getting so dark and horny. Like in the middle of the <laughs> joke, I was getting ready to bust, and I was like, "Oh, she's being cute." <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through the joke, about, and also the word frisk isn't even like that's like a that's like a sexual term from like the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. I have a dark mind, man. I'm trying to work on it. <laughs> quit trying to bust while I'm talking, coach. <laughs> uh, let's do one more and try not to bust. I'll this try, time, man. Coach. I'll try. <laughs> Oh yeah! By the way, if you want to send in jokes, send them uh, via the the CC link. You can find it on my bio on Instagram. It's it's a little hard to find, but if you just Google "make Tom and Coach laugh," it's like the first or second thing that comes up. So get on there if you want to submit jokes. <laughs> this one's okay. Kelly Kinlon send in. Uh, every time I'm hungover, I Google hangover remedies. Like it's the first time it's ever happened. First thing it always says. Drink less. <laughs> Ugh, why didn't I think of that? I can relate to that one because uh, every time I'm like, what is it again? You're supposed to drink water? <laughs> that's that's All right, helps? so I feel like you got some you know, some heat for us, as always, right? You, yeah. Your picks are oh, on point. Today's going to be... Today's gonna be fun, man. I got some really, I got some solid clips. I want to give people a warning. Uh, I probably should have done that even before we started the show because even Laura's stuff is a little harsh for some people, maybe. But today's stuff is harsh. It's coming in hot. Uh, a lot of dark shit. A lot of edgy shit. I just really loved the clips from today. Uh, the first one is from Joe Mackey. Uh, this is his half hour on Comedy Central. The man has. A very dark sense of humor that I really like, and uh, same goes for Lil Rel, who I also I also picked for today. Lil Rel Howery, you know him from the film Get Out. You know him from I mean his stand up special. Show. He's a, he's a killer. Show. Carmichael Absolutely. Show, uh, exactly, exactly. He's he's just incredible, uh, and but both comics say a lot of shit that uh, may make your sensitive little ears perk up. So I'm just warning you ahead of time if it's not for you. If you don't like dark stuff, you might want to skip forward. But uh I think you're I think you guys are gonna love these clips today. I I thought they were great. They had me really laughing last night. I'm I'm excited to share them with you. Here is Joe Mackey and Lil Rel Howry. Hey 
It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Went to a wedding a couple weeks back. I talked to the bride and groom. I said, hey, how long before you two have kids? Uh, Because I really don't have any boundaries. And they said they don't want to bring children into the world the way this world is now. I'm like, well, that's a weird thing to say the way the world is now because by most ways of looking at it, this is the best the world's ever been in history. 200 years ago, if you were very lucky, you were having 15 kids. Most of those kids would die. Most of life was having kids, then watching them die. Then you would die of a disease they prevent now by washing your hands. Being a doctor shouldn't have even been a real thing. All they were doing was telling you the name of what you had. Sir, you have tuberculosis. Lie down. That's it. Sir, your arm's infected. We'll cut it off. Although we didn't wash anything. So the stump will also get infected. We're just gonna keep cutting the stump shorter until you're dead. Like your kids. That'll be five chickens, sir. Lots of idiots out there, gang. A friend of mine told me he did so much cocaine that when he woke up in the hospital, the doctor said he did enough cocaine to kill a horse. And I was like, who figured out how much cocaine it takes to kill one horse? Because that is the science I'm interested in. I'd be like, give it up, Galloping Pete. We're in for a hell of a ride later. Okay, scientists, let's get our cocaine horses over on the left and our placebo horses over on the right. You don't want to mix those two up and make sure all the cocaine horses die. Last thing this country needs is a bunch of horses addicted to cocaine, fathering children and stealing hay to pay for their horse cocaine. That last part's stupid. Okay. Um, it's okay. It's a, it's a comedy show, gang. We're having, we're having fun, probably. I don't know. Okay. Lots of idiots out there, gang. I'll tell you what really grinds my gears, though. Charities. Yeah, I said it. Things just got real here, gang. I think they're a little too aggressive, a little too in your, in your face, if you ask me. Sure, you've had this happen. You go to the supermarket, and after they ring up all your stuff, they ask you if you want to make a donation right there in front of all the other people. That's not fair. Because depending on what I just purchased, it might ruin my excuse to avoid helping. Like one time I was at the supermarket, I purchased $30 worth of scented therapy candles. It's really no, nobody's business why I'd appreciate some space on that. 
the cashier asked me if I wanted to donate a dollar to the Save the Children's Fund. And normally in that situation, I just say, oh, sorry, I can't. Mine's a little tight right now. <laughs> but since I just bought those candles, I politely explained to her, oh, I'm sorry, I don't care about the children. <laughs> and these do-gooders are everywhere. You can't avoid them. Turn on the TV, there was an ad that said you can feed a starving child for the price of a cup of coffee. And I don't know if that's true or not. I don't care. <laughs> but what bothers me about that ad is how they portray us hardworking coffee drinkers <laughs> as some sort of free will and extravagant spenders going around to fancy parties, dropping $100 bills on coffee. That's not a real thing. That's why I won't see me at the coffee shop saying, ooh, double latte. Someone doesn't give a shit about orphans, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Do-gooders are everywhere. I'm sick of them. Even that Bill Gates has gotten to the act. He's always trying to get people to donate to his charity, which is weird. He's the richest person ever. Why is the richest person ever asking the non-richest people ever to send him cash? But he defends it, saying that his fortune will be donated after he's dead. Me too. You'll have my donation over my dead body, Bill. And even during the NFL football matches, they keep having ads on for the NFL's Play 60 charity, which in case you don't know is a charity to get kids to play, because we have too many fat kids, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> and that might sound like a dumb charity because it is. <laughs> but it really made me think, maybe the problem is America is doing so much better than so many poor countries in the world that to them, some of our problems would seem totally backwards when you explain them. They're like, hey Joe, how are things going in America? And I'm like, not so good. Too many fat kids. Sometimes it just seems like there's too much food over here. I mean, we try giving those kids Nintendo Wii's to get fit, but that was a disaster. Most of those children are dead now. Wow, your country's confusing, but please tell me more. Well, California's having its worst drought in decades. Well, that sounds bad. Is there famine? Is there mass starvation? Well, they're thinking of making it illegal for people to fill up their swimming pools. <laughs> what the hell's a swimming pool? You're not gonna like this. A swimming pool is a crocodile-free private lake we keep in our backyards then never use. Wait, that sounds good. You've got a store of fresh drinking water for whenever you need it. No, 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 no. We poison the water. And if the pool's above ground, that means you're poor. Yeah, if your tank full of poison water isn't in a hole, you're very unsuccessful in this country. People drive by and say, look at that rube with all his above ground poison water. Wait, so you just needlessly throw money into a pool of water? No, that's a wishing well. It's a whole separate stupid thing. That's when you have money that you don't want to hold anymore, so you throw it. 
What do you do then? You make a wish. Do you believe that it comes true? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Well, let me say this, ladies. Look, don't clap. I ain't done, because you might not like me if you wear a wig. But I'm gonna say this, I'd rather buy your wig, it's cheaper, okay? It's way cheaper to get your hair done. I'd rather take your wig shopping, okay? We take your wig shop, we go to the best beauty supply money can buy, and I get you the best wig that you can ever buy. We walk in there, they gotta get your wig down with a stick. That's how expensive your wig is. I walk in there to do with a stick. Oh, you want the human hair, hold on. Oh yeah. Must be a baller, yo, we gotta keep the human hair up here. You know, them crackheads steal human hair in our store. <laughs> See, some of y'all got money. I ain't never seen a stick man before. When you live in a messed up neighborhood, the stick man exists. Because the dope fiends steal everything. So they got to keep everything high up. You go in our grocery store, they get stuff down with a stick they ain't supposed to. Hold on, you want the 2% of whole milk. <laughs> well, these crackheads are stealing the hell out of this milk. God damn. Who the hell buying bootleg milk? on the streets buying milk from a crackhead. <laughs> Let me smell it. <laughs> yeah, some of y'all live in good neighborhoods, boy. Your neighborhood terrible, the Walgreens ain't. <laughs> if you, your neighborhood bad, Walgreens lock everything up. <laughs> this stuff locked up, then you're supposed to be locked up because it's personal. You gotta ring a doorbell <laughs> just to get some deodorant. That's some bullshit, really. <laughs> <laughs> the Walgreens employee always act like you buy them. Oh, all right, what you need, brother? What? Which one of these deodorants you want? Show me the money first. I'm not unlocking this until you show me 484. <laughs> and we don't take debit. We ain't got no rush card, do you? We don't do rush cards at Walgreens over here. Ain't no damn money on that shit. <laughs> so why the hell you need to see the money? <laughs> I guess he had some crackheads running there, put the deodorant on and put it back. <laughs> like they got mad, oh damn, I bought the sport, I want a cool rush. <laughs> Dope things run everything. Your neighborhood poor, everything is bad. Chuck E. Cheese, you know, you go to a Chuck E. Cheese in a bad neighborhood, those people never watch their kids. Like ghetto people are terrible. They let their kids run rapid, you know, they beating up all the other kids. And, you know, I'm gonna tell you a true story, right? So I'm at Chuck E. Cheese for my son's birthday, and I, I went back to the table because the food was ready, and I went to go check on the food, and I went to go back to him, and he was getting hit in the head. You know that little game with the mallet, with the things come up, and they do like this, you know? And so this little boy is banging him, like, mallet in the head, just killing him with the mallet. And my ignorant ass son, he throwing his coins at his shoe and his tickets, like he act like the dude winning, that's why he keep hitting him, like. <laughs> You're disgusted. So I'll go over there and say something to the little boy. Now let me say this. Look, ghetto people do not watch their kids, but they always say something to you as soon as you say something to their damn kid. This hood rat come out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? White people, I'm putting you all on game, okay? Just say, you know, if you ain't never seen the hood rat, look, you ever see a female talk with a hand like this, watch them. Be scared. You see this coming, you better run, you hear me? You see this? So look, I say something to the little boy. I'm like, hey, and I even get, I'm, I'm being so respectable. I'm not even being a jerk. I'm like, hey, hey, look, guy, hey, brother. Look here, man, why you hitting him with the mallet, man? Ain't no, 
You hurting him, man. He about to crash. He's like, oh, excuse us. <laughs> Why don't you calm down first? Uh, don't get an attitude. Your son has actually been hitting my son with this unsoftened mallet. You know, it's metal in there. And they just put a little <laughs> leather thing on it, but there's nothing there soft to help the kid. Okay, are you serious? Why are you doing this? They playing, mind your goofy ass business. Damn. Why oh, you not watching your kids? I don't need to watch them. They watch themselves. We at Chuck E. Cheese. The band is watching them. That band ain't real, you idiot. That's not real. It's a machine. They watching them. And there ain't no security at Chuck E. Cheese. All they got this little white boy with the glow stick. <laughs> I feel sorry for these ghetto kids. That's why, you know, Planned Parenthood. You know, they was trying to take that away. Please keep it. Because everybody shouldn't be having babies. And I'll be on TV and say this. I don't care who gets mad at me. Real talk. Yeah. Everybody shouldn't be having no damn babies. Especially hood rats. They are terrible mothers. I don't give a, Put me... Just quote it. I don't care who gets mad. Hood rats are bad mothers. They really are. They make their kids grow up too damn fast. You ever talk to a little ghetto-ass kid? Like two... Very articulate, because he don't... <laughs> he, that's the only way he get things done. How you doing, brother? Oh, could you change me? <laughs> Damn, howdy, I'm two, sir. I don't know what my mother is. I'm sick of raising myself. <laughs> Damn, you mature. Can they be talking to their kids like they grown? Like, like it's they fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn, why your nose running? Ugh. <laughs> I don't know, maybe because I'm two. I don't know, I don't know how to do that. I saw some kids with a little squishy thing that comes stuff to come out and you're not doing that for me. <laughs> you don't want your kids going to a daycare with a bunch of hood rats, kids. Let me tell you how you know you're walking in a bad daycare. When you walk in there, you see number card seats lined up. Let me tell you why. Those kids are just getting dropped off and they don't know who picking them up. <laughs> I like how white people are on. It's the truth. Y'all better stop on and do something about it. <laughs> it's the f***ing truth. These little kids get dropped off. You know how strong a little boy got to be to hold his own car seat? You three years old. All right, mama, take care. The school not even open yet. He just chilling. Hey, hey, hey. She must have had a job interview or something. God, leave. <laughs> he know the Hey, Marvin, I'm outside. He know the janitor name. Marvin. Marvin, little Larry here. Could you open the door, please? Little boy, strong as hell, holding his own car He got to learn to do stuff on his own. He's signing himself out. He can't even read yet, but he... He don't know who's picking him up. All right, let me get up out of here. All right. Are you here for little Larry? No? Damn, y'all got some white out? I already signed out. Checking his own little daycare box. <laughs> Boy, like, oh, I need some wipes. <laughs> I'm just playing. That's terrible. <laughs> well, look, I'll take it too. I'm going to tell you what happened then, all right? Look, I went to pick my kids up one day, right? And it was one little boy left. And I guess he was tired. He's like, look here, brother. Uh, I can tell you're a real good parent, and I've been waiting on you. I'm locking up. Uh, the teacher left. I'm like, the teacher left? Yeah, that's part of my work study. That's the only way I could be here. 
Yeah, work study at daycare? Yes, work study. That's the only way I could be here, sir. That's a whole nother story. Anyway, can I get a lift? Uh, I don't know who's picking me up. Uh, I changed your kids. Well, how the hell you changed my kids? I did it, sir. I have brothers and sisters at home that I take care of. You three. It doesn't matter, sir. I'm very mature. He done dug in his diaper. Look, I got $5, sir. Here's a little gas money for you. You don't have to do anything. I'm strong as hell. I carry my own car seat. You ain't got to do a damn thing, sir. You hear me? I set it up myself and everything. I'm like, come on now. You're going to set up your own, your own car seat? He's like, yes, sir. Yes, I will. And that's why I gave him a ride, because I wanted to see it. Like, All right. <laughs> so we walked to the car. I'm going to show you exactly. And he was talking to himself while he's doing it. Like, it was so funny. He's like, okay, okay, here we go. Ooh, you know, because sometimes y'all put us in here and the seatbelt still be loose, but you guys don't get it. <laughs> okay, it's tight. All right. Okay, me. Make a laugh. <laughs> All right, that was Joe Mackey from his episode of The Half Hour and Lil Rel Howery from his episode of The Half Hour. What a pair of clips. I mean, the Lil Rel stuff, I was laughing so hard, I uh, I almost woke my girlfriend up last night. I felt bad. And it's one of those things where you almost don't even want to be like, here's what I was laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Mackey. He had some stuff that I was like, I don't know how much I am proud that I'm laughing at some of this stuff, but it's... So funny. Uh, I just, I've said it a million times on this show. I love dark comedy and I like silly comedy. These guys are both uh, killing that. And I got a request. Here's the thing I, I love Joe Mackey. He's a, he's a seller regular. You know how much I love the comedy seller and, uh, and putting those comics on. Uh, somebody requested Joe Mackey from us and. I have the email here. It's from Brian Dote. He says, I think that's how you say your name, Brian. I apologize if that's wrong. He says, hey, Tom and Coach, love the pod. Binged all the episodes. Uh, I was hoping you could play some stuff by Joe Mackey. Uh, he's one of my faves uh, for his unique style, but uh, he doesn't have anything on Spotify. Uh, and so I decided to, to help uh, our friend out here by playing some Joe Mackey. And... I, I loved Mackie. His voice is so funny, and it doesn't... It's one of those things where... So Joe Mackie got really far on Last Comic Standing a long time ago. And obviously on a show like Last Comic Standing, a show like America's Got Talent, you have to be very clean. You have to be very... Not, I don't want to say broad because that's not always how it is, but you kind of have to go a little bit more... You have to go a little softer. And a lot of these jokes would not be on that show on any of those shows because they're much darker. I mean, he has, I, I don't even remember if I put it on here, but he has this joke about John Wayne Gacy. That's messed up. Like mm. he, it, the, he just keeps digging into, and I think it's hilarious. I really love it, but you can't say stuff like that on regular TV. So when I first saw Mackie, I assumed he was a totally different comic than when I saw him in person. And then seeing him in person, you're like, what is this guy? How does he talk <laughs> like that? And he does talk like that. He, he actually does talk like that. And you get it. Somebody, uh, 
I saw so or I heard a story of somebody kind of making a comment about his voice at the cellar once, and people being like, "Hey, man, shut the fuck up!" Like that's how he talks. Oh wow! And it was a, like it made the guy look very stupid. Oh, and this is in conversation or on stage? This is in conversation. Oh, just somebody like new, like pop into the table and just uh, being a little overconfident yeah. and trying to make fun of Mackie's voice. And trying it's to, like trying to shit that's on- how the guy talks, and he's funnier than so many people. He's he's just so fucking funny. And he's also prolific as hell. He puts out a lot. He's one of those guys. Him and Sam Morrill, when that show, uh, the, when the show this week at the Comedy Cellar was happening, those were the guys that I was watching. Like ha- they are writing their asses off, and they're getting on the show almost every week because they have hot takes fast, and they're and they take risks. They'll they'll do a bunch of new stuff all the time, and and be hilarious very quickly. But Mackie's voice is. Uh, is very funny, and it's funny that it doesn't match what you'd assume that voice would be saying. It's he's saying you'd assume kind of like like a very clean, straight edge sort of comic out of that out of that voice, uh, and it's it's not that he says he says very cutting things and uh, just one of the best. He is one of my favorite uh, Fallon sets in recent years too. So. Check that out. He was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, this was probably a year and a half, two years ago, but uh, I got to watch it uh, the night it aired at the cellar. It was so such a fun night to watch everybody watching him kill. He was He's just great. That's good, man. I like that guy's energy. I, I don't know if you've seen his roast battle, but uh, or if you were there for yeah, it. Yeah, I was there for it. Yeah. The one with him and Sam Morrill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite... I love watching people turn roast battle on its head a little bit, and... The way Joe Mackey would take a hit is so funny where he Sam would say something really mean about him. He'd go, yeah, I, I suppose I could lose a few pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he just took it yeah. instead of immediately jabbing back. Yeah, yeah And it really, really tickled me. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, it's a good guy, man. And uh, your boy uh, Lil Rel, man, I, I felt like li- that Lil Rel set was like, I thought it was almost too urban. So that the fact that... <laughs> The, the fact that you connected to it, although I don't consider you, I can almost consider you a little urban. You have, you know, you like basketball, you're fatherless. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I related to a lot of the, the, I mean, the stuff he was saying about the the Walgreens and stuff. Oh, yeah. so I, I don't think I it made the cut, but there's a part I had to trim. This this shit was so good, I had to like trim stuff out of this long chunk that I didn't even want to. It's just we at some point we ran out of time because. I, we can only play so much in one episode of a guy. Uh, and I had to trim off this part about this, the first part. Oh, shit. I meant to set this up earlier. But just so you guys know, there was a part about the, because it opens with him talking about his uh, his wife wearing a wig. Oh, and yeah. there's a part early on that I had to cut about him talking about having to take his PlayStation to GameStop because <laughs> there's wig hair in it. And it, <laughs> it just really tickled me. But. The top shelf thing, the like stick thing. I live, I mean, I live in a neighborhood where that's how it is. Like everything's high up yeah. and it's on a stick, or you have to grab a stick to like uh, to get it. But the stuff about uh, the kids, the Chuck E. Cheese thing, it's just, yeah, it's so good. The Chuck E. Cheese, it's so good. The thing with like, like I, I always notice like when I'm around people, and I don't want to make it a race thing, maybe it's a culture thing, but it's usually when people are talking to their kids like, oh my God, this is my son, and they like do baby talk. I'm like, I don't understand why you do that. He's English. He speak English. And then I know, <laughs> notice that that usually doesn't really happen in the black 
culture. And then when mm-hmm. and, and what kind of happens is what happened in Little Rel's uh, in his bit, which is you have these very articulate young people who take on the mannerisms of their parents. And I think that is hilarious to me because you're like, wow, this baby doesn't even know that they're like an identical copy of, of whoever <laughs> the parent is. And it's just so funny to yeah. me. Yeah, knowing about the like articulate kid is very funny. I think like I related, I relate a little bit to that. Not like I don't want to say this about. I don't, I'm not trying to say that uh, it's any fault of my like my mom or anything. But like uh-huh. my my I had people in my life who did like my my aunt would watch me or whatever and not be able to. She like didn't feed me and shit, so I had to like. <laughs> Hide food, my diaper, and tell people what I needed and shit. So I was like, I very much uh, understand. Uh, I, I I get it. I get having to be a little bit ahead of your uh, yeah. time as a kid. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just very funny to me. Uh, that is hilarious. He did. But I just I just really loved watching this this set. It's uh it's such a good half hour, and uh, you can watch both those in full on uh, Comedy Central's website if you got to log in and all that good stuff. Uh, and you can see full specials of other people's stuff on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page. So get on there. By the way, we have a uh, we have a couple joke detectives. I'm gonna pick. I think I'm just gonna pick one though. Yeah. Give us a, give and, us a good uh, take a good case detective. Yeah. Look. <laughs> I'm tired. I've lost everything at this point. <laughs> and just when I think I'm digging my way out. I get one more message from, uh, this is from D, who sent me a DM, Ooh. and it said, uh, hey Tom, big fan of your stand-up uh, and the podcast, so I know you have Joke Detective, and I had to get your opinion on this. About a year ago, I listened to a comic do a joke about Sister Act 2. It was basically saying it was uh, the best movie title ever, and I... I got to tell you, yeah, uh, D says, uh, oh, this is a guy. I'm sorry. I, I think I thought this was a lady. My bad, D. Uh, D <laughs> says, if you know anything, please let me know. This has been driving me nuts for months. Please use your powers to help a guy out. Oh. D, I've been looking. I'm having a tough time finding this one. And I, I thought I remembered it, but I think I mixed it up with the John Mulaney joke. So if anybody has any leads for D here... I don't know. I, I why, can't figure this one out. Why is Sister Act... Is it, it Sister Act 2 is the greatest title? Or yeah, just- Sister Act 2 is the greatest... Uh, do a joke. Basically, that it was the best movie title ever. Well, why is Sister Act 2 the best movie title? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sister two Act is the 2. Best. Huh. That's a tough one. That's tough. Yeah, I I was looking for it. I found I couldn't find anything. I couldn't. I found one bit about Sister Act two Who? or Sister Act, and it was this guy Aiden something. But it was just him that he was saying that he learned how to speak English through. He would just watch Sister Act over and over again. So that's all I could find. But I don't think that's it. So if you have any leads on somebody talking about why Sister Act two is the best uh, movie of all time, who, who get on there? What kind of comic would be so into Sister Act that they would put it into their bit? <laughs> I get it. I, hey, no, I'm why not, not? No, no, no. I'm trying to narrow it down. I'm not saying that. Oh, I think it's a great movie. What you mean. So I'm saying like like what? Feel, my mother loves Sister Act, and my sister loves Sister Act. So I'm thinking, was it one of them? 
<laughs> Not at all, man. Not unless they're doing it from the grave. <laughs> My sister's alive, though. But no, she can't tell no jokes. She's too hostile. But um, <laughs> but but I, I, so in my head, I'm like, is this a this is like a female comic? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Well, I don't know. See, I think I was imagining a, a guy for some reason. I was imagining but a I have guy no too. Idea. We have so little information. Yeah, but maybe he <gasps> says. Does he say comedian oh. or did he say like a uh, male comedian about a year? I listen to a comic. Nope, he doesn't know. He didn't uh, say anything. He just says comic. Just comic. Hey guys, we need some help. Hey. That changes everything. You got to narrow it down. I'm thinking it's a gay comic now. That could be because Sister Act has all those opera songs in it, or those show show yeah. show songs, show tunes in it, right? Yeah, that is that is true. But actually, but actually, it's actually pretty. Um, it's pretty universal. Man, I love Sister Act two. So that's could the be thing. Anything. Sister Act one is so popular. Sister Act two is like you. It's universally panned. Uh, people the at least Rotten Tomatoes and stuff did not seem to like it. I I guess it maybe not panned is the right word, but uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, and like Sister Act two. This is uh, this is seventeen percent. Sister Act two is seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what I'm seeing. That's here. ridiculous, so. man. Who would look with young Lauren Hill <laughs> with the old yeah, happy day specifically scene? Specifically, that's why. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what to say, man. Crazy. Like I'm. That's my room my whole morning, man, to know that sister. <laughs> hey, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't matter. So many of my favorite movies, like, from growing up, Rotten Tomatoes hates. So, like, you, I loved Night at the Roxbury. There's no way they liked that. You know what I think is an extremely accurate uh, rating system is IMDb, man. They do not miss. That one's gave it a 5.6, so maybe no, that's, hold on, five know, that's a little better. IMDb gave it a 5.6 out of what? It's out of out of ten. Oh my god! <laughs> seven. I'm gonna have to be out of seven. <laughs> Where have you ever heard of scale out of seven? <laughs> I I don't know. I was I was I, I'm confused. That movie was. Uh, I in my own life, I've never ran into somebody that was like Sister Act Two. No, thank you. Everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah we need that. Yeah. Well, I totally forgot to do this before. Uh, we you know we should probably get to bringing out our last comic here but yeah. i forgot i got a little plug here which is that i will be doing stand-up comedy in denver i'll be in denver uh yeah the, it'll be if you're listening on thursday that's this thursday so uh that's november 19th i'll be there with melissa via senor from saturday night live uh it'll be a fun little time should we introduce this last comic coach yeah man uh tell us all about her Let's do it. I've played her on the show before. I I really love this lady's comedy, and I I, I watched her half hour last night and uh, and pulled a little clip from it. But I played her uh, her live from Austin uh, Comedy Central stand up featuring set before. This is from her special, and this is Martha Kelly, great comic out of Austin, just so funny. And uh, this is a little clip from her half hour. Obviously, I love animals a lot, and um, I recently have become a vegetarian and also kind of an animal activist. Um, I'm not in PETA, but I have watched Blackfish a bunch of times, and uh, I bring it up at the drop of a hat. And if you haven't seen it, it's a documentary about this killer whale that was captured from the wild when he was a baby. And he's lived in captivity his whole life and he's killed three people. And the last one was his trainer. 
And um, he's not the only killer whale in captivity that has attacked trainers. There's another one that killed a trainer, and then there's a bunch of them that have attacked and injured trainers. And SeaWorld has been around for over 50 years now. I just feel like it should be really obvious at this point that we need to stop encouraging these whales to pursue careers in show business <laughs> because they are super unprofessional. And they should, oh, well. Thanks, guys. I was kind of nervous about taking a drink of water. I was afraid I was gonna accidentally throw it in my face, but um, little, a little high energy. Um, sorry. Um, I also, one of my other radical ideas about animal rights is I don't think that we should ride horses anymore. I feel like they really hate it. Um, they have to hate it, because if they didn't, then how come we never see horses giving rides to other animals in the wild? <laughs> it seems like something they would do. It would be super cute. Um, All right, that was Martha Kelly from her Comedy Central Half Hour. You can see the rest of that on cc.com if you have a login. But if not, she's got a bunch of stuff on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page where you can also see full specials, a bunch of good stuff for free. No login required, none of that stuff. Just go watch comedy. And if you like the show today, just like Netflix has their algorithm, this is the Tom Tickargorithm. If you like Joe Mackey, I think you will love Jeffrey Asmus. Very funny, dark, dark stand-up comic. And if you like Lil Rel, I think you should check out Two Ray Gordon, Philly comic, just a killer. Uh, it's T-U-R-A-E. I did a NBC stand-up uh, competition with him, and he was just a killer. Uh, and if you have emails for us, send them to suttpod at gmail.com, joke detective, all that good stuff. And if you want to send in jokes for the top of the show, go to that link. It's on my Instagram bio. It's my, it's my link on there. Or just Google make Tom and Coach laugh. You'll find it. And that'll do it for today's show. Come see me in Denver this weekend. And uh, on behalf of Coach D, we'll see you next week on Stand Up with Tom Tukar. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 